And so as we, uh, as we think about uh, starting today on, if we're going to rebrand ourselves, if we're going to become uh, kind of the men that God wants us to be, if you want to take your phone out and just come to the notes, I'll give you a couple of thoughts. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. By the way, all these messages are, are online. If you'll just go on cottonwoodcreek.org, uh, you, um, you can just fill, uh, uh, find where we are if you want to re-listen or say what was the verse that he said. So if you want to just take some notes, today I, I think, the first thing we need to know, if, uh, if you're sitting here at the beginning of a new year, kind of like I am always, and, and as a staff, and as a church, and as individuals, as men, as families, that we want to rebrand ourselves, I, I think it starts with one word. It starts with one word. It starts with the word faithfulness. We have to learn how to be faithful. We have to be faithful in what we say. We have to be faithful in what we do. We have to be faithful uh, perhaps in our families, in our lives, with our kids. We just simply have to be faithful. Now, let me, let me give you the, um, uh, the reason why would I start off with the word faithfulness. Here's what it says in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 20. It says, a faithful man will be richly blessed. How many of you guys would love to be richly blessed in 2020? I would. I do. I want you to know, I want to be richly blessed in 2020 in my health, with my family, uh, at, at my office, at my job, in my relationships, in everything that I do. And I love that what Solomon says, the wisest man who ever walked the face of this earth. And if you look in uh, Solomon's words, he gave a lot of incredible advice and a lot of his advice as you look through Proverbs, or whether it's Ecclesiastes or whatever, it, it, there, there's a combination of just everyday wisdom and how to make our business flourish. Everyday, everyday life and how to make our relationships flourish. Everyday life and how to make uh, you know, our kids flourish. And Solomon talks a lot about that. And so I wanted you to hear that today as we start this series. We talk about rebranding ourselves Man, there is nothing we can do about 2019. There is nothing we can do. We can't undo one thing we said, one sin we committed, one relationship we broke. We can't undo those. We can't roll the tape back. But what we can do is we can start making new tape. We can start new track records. And it starts with the word faithfulness. And so let me read that to you again. A faithful man will be richly blessed. And if you think, if you go to the dictionary definition, uh, that word faithfulness means this, strict or thorough in performance of duty. That's number one. Strict, if you are faithful, you are strict or thorough in the performance of duty, uh, i.e. a faithful worker. Here's number two, someone who is true to one's word, promises, and vows. And here's number three, a steadiness in allegiance or affection. Man, that, that's kind of, when we think of a man, whether you're that way or not, isn't that kind of how we would want somebody uh, to, to talk to us? Let's, let's say it was my memorial service today and someone was giving, standing up giving a eulogy. I, I would want them to say, I, I really couldn't care less, if you heard me say this, if someone stood up at my eulogy and said, boy, he was a great orator. First of all, I'm not. You don't want to lie at my funeral. But I would love for someone to say, man, he was a faithful pastor. That dude, that dude just showed up all the time. 
and, and he was strict, he was disciplined in what he did. Um, if it was a great year, he did things the right way. If in March of some year, all hell breaks loose like it did literally, you can say he just kept doing what he was supposed to do. And let me tell you, that's what we want to hear. That's what we all want. We want to know, we want people to know we are faithful in our performance of duty. I would want someone to say, you know, as best he could be, he was true to his word. When the pastor looked you in the eye and told you something, to the best of his ability, he was going to fill it. He was going to make it happen. Wouldn't you want that said at your memorial service? Or what about the third one? Man, that dude, if he was on your side, he was on your side. If he said he was your friend, you never had to worry if the knife that just got stuck in your back had his fingerprints on it. That he was a faithful guy, he was a man of allegiance. And that's what it means to be faithfulness. And let me tell you what, Solomon said, that kind of dude will be richly blessed. And so whether you're in your 20s in here, your 30s, or your 40s, or your 50s, or your 60s, or your 70s, or your 80s, even if your life hasn't to this point been marked by faithfulness, it can be starting today. And whatever life we have left can be a life that is richly blessed. And I will tell you what, guys, that's what I want. And, and that may well not mean more money in my pocket. But the richness of my relationships, the richness of not carrying the burden of living a duplicitous life, of saying one thing here and one thing here, talking about this person here and that person there, and then worrying, hope that person doesn't tell that person what I said about them, because then they'll... We've all been there, haven't we? We've all been there. Been able to go home and look in our wives' eyes and, man, have a clear conscience. Look at our kids and, and say, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not a perfect dad and I didn't have my perfect teen years. I didn't grow up perfectly, but let me tell you what, as best I can, I'm setting the best example for you. And I do know what's right and I do know what's wrong. And I'm going to share it with you. Man, guys, that is a badge of honor. When a man can roll through his life and say, I'm a faithful man. Let me tell you what, what is a greater badge of honor is if you're sitting here today in 2020 and your 2018, 17, 19, 16, 15 was marked by unfaithfulness, you know what a great badge of honor is? Is when you turn that corner and all of a sudden after about three months or six months or nine months or 12 months or 15 months, people start looking and going, that dude's different. That dude's different. And you know the beauty of the gospel? It's about Jesus hanging on a cross saying, I'm here to make that dude different. I'm here to change that dude's trajectory. And so guys, as we think about faithfulness, I want you to know I want you to be richly blessed. And I'm not just talking about in your bank account. I am talking about in your lives, in your relationship, in your fellowship with other men. And the beauty is, it, is this, it can happen in your life. It's happened in mine. I can think back of seasons before I surrendered the ministry when I would have been considered anything but faithful. I'd have been considered self-centered. That I saw myself as number one. 
that I'd absolutely make a commitment to you until I got a better deal? Haven't we all been there? But man, starting today, we can be faithful, guys, and a faithful guy will be richly blessed. Here's another one. Look at Proverbs chapter 20, uh, verse 6. It says, Many claim to have unfailing love or integrity or faithfulness, but a faithful person who can find. We've all, uh, Proverbs 31, don't, don't we love to rub it in on, on, on Mother's Day or something with our wives? And y'all know Solomon just flat out, he nailed it on the head. Remember what Solomon said in Proverbs 31? He said, a good wife who can find? How many of you want to say amen to that, right? Hey, Otto, go ahead and delete that part. But, you know, it, it, that wasn't the first time he said it. Who can find? He said, a faithful man who can find? A faithful man. Solomon, all the way back in Solomon's day, he was looking for faithful men. Because there were other times in Proverbs, what would Solomon say? Man, someone who's faithful in the king's court will be richly rewarded. I mean, you know what he was saying? He said, man, I'm just looking for guys who will be faithful at the office. I'm looking for guys who will look me in the eyes and say, King, I'll do what you want me to do, regardless. They wanted faithful men. And so he says, man, that many guys claim to have faithfulness. And, and, and the NIV translates that same Hebrew word faithfulness as unfailing love in this passage. He says, he says many claim to have an unfailing love or many claim to have, an, have faithfulness. But a faithful person, who can find? And he goes, talk's cheap. He says, a lot of guys stand up and say, you can count on me. Man, if you ever need me, you give me a call. And then they'll give you, like, text park. In other words, that means it's not going to help, right? They'll say, I'll be there for you. And then all of a sudden you need them and they're not there. Or they'll make a commitment at the end of a sermon or a prayer or something like, that. God, what do you want me to do? And then God tells you something. You go, yeah, I don't really want to do that. I, I had, uh, it was kind of a neat experience, you know, sometimes you, you, you do love, you know, my number one point on having a good year was, you know, failure is good feedback if you were here Sunday. You know, you love to get feedback. I get a lot of feedback uh, as a pastor, and, and, and some of it's even good. Um, you know, music's too loud, it's not my favorite song, or boy, the parking was bad, and, you know, and usually I just... Boy, being a good pastor like I am, I just blame Scott or I blame Bridget or I blame someone else. I mean, that's great leadership. Uh, but, you know, no, I, it's, not, it's not always that way. I get a lot of good stuff. But particularly in, in the last 24 hours since that Sunday sermon started yesterday morning, I'm working out at Lifetime. I'm sitting there on the elliptical. I'm doing my warm-up. guy in our church walks by, walks by and says, hey, can I talk to you? Yeah. He goes, thanks for the sermon yesterday. He goes, I put it in practice. I said, what happened? He just kind of told me a quick story. He says, my wife and I had just been kind of, we just hadn't been in that sweet spot for a while. And he goes, and I was sitting in there watching TV and she was doing laundry and we were in one of those cold, we've been in a cold season for a while. And he goes, and I just, I got the courage. If you were in the service, you remember he's saying this, he walked up put her in the laundry, grabbed her in the laundry room, and just looked her in the eyes and said, I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. 
he in a lifetime got tears in his eyes. And he goes, we just hugged in the laundry room. Now that's not that romantic, by the way. Yeah, I don't like to go in that laundry room <laughs> unless I'm gonna get a hug, maybe. Then I got a text. I got a text, we're in senior staff, Monday's our staff meeting, I got a text in the middle of staff meeting, I didn't get to see it until later in the afternoon. The guy said, hey, thanks. Thanks. He said, point number three, I needed point number three. If you wanna know what point number three is, you can go find it. And I got another text last night from a guy. Hey, Sunday's sermon was really good. Then I really actually got a fourth one that he didn't say anything other than I took your notes home. We had a great conversation with our kids. And guys, that, 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 that's, that's the beauty of just sitting here going, man, let's be faithful, guys. When God moves in your heart, act. The best thing we can do is act. We can make some decisions. We can do something. You know, but Solomon said it's rare to find a faithful person these days. But you know what? It was rare to find a faithful person in Solomon's days. That's why he said it, right? It's not harder to be faithful today than it was yesterday. It requires the same moxie and the same, same courage to be faithful today as it did all the way back in Solomon's days. Yeah, I've never... How many of you have ever been to um, Yellowstone Park? Anybody? I have, how many of you have never been there? I've never been there. I've, I've never been there. I've, I've, I've seen pictures. One of, one of the things, you know, it's kind of, kind of bucket list item that Jean and I are now starting to talk about. We're about to be empty nesters. And she said, yeah, she was saying, hey, what, what do you want to do, you know, when our kids get out of the house and we're empty nesters? And, uh, you know, I, I'm sitting there rolling through my mind and I don't know. I, I really didn't know. I said, what do you want to do? And she goes, I'd like to go see the Grand Canyon. And I thought, really? Is that what you got? <laughs> you know, a big cracking in the earth. But uh, I was like, all right. And so then she said, yeah, I would really like to go see the Grand Canyon. And I realized, I've never seen the Grand Canyon. How many of you ever been to Grand Canyon? All right, well, see, I've flown over it. I know it's down there, but I've never been there. But I said, well, you know, if we're going to Grand Canyon, I really would like to go to Yellowstone. She goes, I'd like to go there. You know, there's a geyser in Yellowstone Park, the most famous one of all. What's it called? See how that worked in right there? And it was kind of interesting, the oldest guys in the room were quickest with the answers. Old faithful. <laughs> The, uh, but here's the deal, guys. If you go to Yellowstone Park, I did some research because apparently I'm going to be going there in the Grand Canyon soon, is that there are bigger and better geysers in Yellowstone Park. Some of you have been there, you're shaking your head, that, that, that really make Old Faithful look like peanuts. But you know why Old Faithful is the one everybody knows? Because every 27 minutes, it shows up. Every 27 minutes. You can go stand at some other geysers, and from time to time, they'll blow your mind. You go look at Old Faithful, every 27 minutes, turn the camera on, 
because it's showing up. Guys, we need to be those kind of men. We need to be those kind of guys. There, there are a lot of guys that when they think about being faithfulness, they say, you know, man, when I really, really, really get good at something, then, then God's going to use me. Guys, you don't have to wait until you're really, really good at something for God to use you. Just take what you have right now. Start showing up. I will guarantee you, if you're struggling with your wife and you're, you're rolling through your life with your wife and things aren't great, you, you know what? Your, your wife isn't looking for that ta-da moment from you. She just wants you to be there. She just wants you to show up. Your kids, they don't care if you ever become the superstar dad. They see right through that. They just want you to be the dad that's always there. When they need to learn how to ride the bike, when they learn, need to learn how to drive a car, when they fail on the court or on the field or in band or in drama and they don't get the part they want, there's a dad that's going to be there for them. See, that's faithfulness. Solomon said, the faithful man will be richly blessed. Let me give you a couple of thoughts as we think about it today. Let me give you five reasons that we all need to develop faithfulness in our life. Five reasons. Here's number one. Because being faithful makes me more like God. We serve, how many of you know we serve a faithful God? He is the same and Jesus Christ, His Son, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The more faithful I am, the more I become like God. Let me give you a couple areas where God is faithful. He's faithful to save us. Let me tell you what, God didn't look at any one of us, guys, who trusted Christ as Savior and Lord, Savior and, Lord and received the forgiveness of sins. God didn't look at any one of us and thought, they deserve it. The Bible says that while we were still sinners... Christ died for us. God demonstrated His love towards us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Man, God was faithful to save us. I love what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. He says these first three words, God is faithful. It's interesting, there's a comma there. What was God faithful to do? First of all, save us. But notice then what it says He does. And call us into His fellowship through His Son, Jesus Christ. Now, if we think about faithfulness, and if we want to be like God, we have to understand what God did. He saved us, then He called us. What did God save us from? Our sins, from hell, from an eternity separated from Him. Then He called us, what did He call us to? The fellowship. What is the fellowship? That's who we are here. That's with other brothers and sisters in Christ. That's the church. That's the community. How do we get into the fellowship? Through His Son, Jesus Christ. It's all right there. That is the faithfulness path. That God was faithful to love us before we ever loved Him. That He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. Jesus died on the cross, paid for all of my sins. 
past, present, and future. Then, because of God's love for us, He called us. What did He call us into? Obviously, salvation out of our sin, but into the fellowship. How do we get into the fellowship? Through His Son, Jesus Christ. So first thought is this. We ought to be faithful because it makes us like God. How many of you wish God was unfaithful? All of a sudden, you show up one day and you get out of the shower and you've steamed the mirror up and God's fingerprint says, I don't think I like you anymore. And then tomorrow he goes, yeah, I like you. We don't want to serve that kind of God, do we? We want to know that the God we serve is the same God that is a faithful God. And let me tell you what, if we want that in a God, don't we want that in us? And guys, hear me. I am not standing up here challenging you with this because I'm perfect at it. I'm challenging you with this because I need to be reminded in January of 2020 that I need to stay faithful. Because when I am faithful, it makes me more like God. Here's another thought. My faithfulness is a qualification for being used by God. My faithfulness is a qualification for being used by God. If I am disloyal to God, if I'm not faithful to God, God can't use me. Why? Because He can't trust me. Right? If, if, God, if God can't count on me, He can't use me. And so we need to understand that. Man, if I don't keep my word, if, if I'm not trustworthy, God can't use me. And so it's a qualification for being used by God. And if you and I want to be used by God, I, we have to think on this idea that, that, that God says, if you want me to use you, just be faithful. I love what Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. He says, I think... Christ Jesus our Lord, that He considered me faithful or trustworthy in appointing me to His service. What Paul says is, he says, I think God did, that He didn't only appoint me because I was a super saint and a superstar. He says, No, I was appointed into service because God looked at me and said, Now that's a faithful servant. You want God to do something incredible in your life, do something great through you and through your family and in your life? Be faithful. Because that's what qualifies us for ministry. That's what qualifies us for God doing something incredible in our life. In 1 Corinthians 4.17, notice what Paul says this. Paul then turns around after spending time with Timothy. Now he's going to turn around. He says, for this reason to the Corinthians, I have sent you Timothy, my son whom I love, who is faithful. So God chose Paul because Paul would be faithful. Paul chose Timothy because Timothy would be faithful. And so on, and so on, and so on. And so for us, if we want to see God call our kids, we need to learn to be faithful even when we sometimes don't feel like being faithful. And that's the beauty of the gospel. 
is that God can call us from wherever we were out of our unfaithfulness, lack of integrity, lack of integrity, lack of character, and He can make us faithful. And He believes in us and He will call us to it. Now look in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. And Paul says, And these things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses. And he's talking to Timothy here, by the way, the second Timothy. And trust those to reliable people who are faithful and qualified to teach them to others. Now, now did you notice the three-generation effect right there of what took place? It says, God is faithful. My faithfulness qualifies me for ministry. So God called Paul. Paul discipled Timothy. And Timothy was told in 2 Timothy chapter 2, that's when Paul knows he's at the end of his life. He's challenging Timothy one more time. What you heard and saw in me, entrust to faithful men. What is he saying? Man, once you've received it, Timothy, remember there's going to come a day when the best thing you can do is pass it on. And the key is faithfulness, 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 and faithfulness. Let me give you a third reason you want to develop a faithful life. Faithfulness guarantees me God's blessings on my life. I've already said that and I've shared that thought. And the secret to being blessed by God is showing up. Just show up. And just, just show up time and time again in God's house with God's people. Show up in the morning in His Word, reading it. Just show up in the morning. If you haven't prayed the last four days, when you get in your car, just show up in prayer. God. I want to confess this, and I want to confess that. God, I want you to help, want you to help me be faithful today. And, and that's such an important part. Man, it's the key to God's blessings in my life. The faithful man will be richly blessed. And I've already shared that. Here, let me give you another one. The contrast, Proverbs chapter 25, verse 19. Like a broken tooth or a lame foot is the reliance on an unfaithful man in the time of trouble. Whoa. Uh, anybody ever broke a tooth? Anybody ever broke a tooth off? Isn't that a great feeling? I mean, don't you just love that? No, you don't. And, and it's kind of interesting, Solomon, I mean, thousands of years ago, said, let me tell you what a faithful man's like. A broken tooth. Or a lame foot. I mean, what, what happens? I've never had a broken tooth, all right? And I think part of the reason why I haven't had a broken tooth, I had so many cavities when I was a kid, they're all metal. But I've heard of people that have broken their tooth. I've been with people, like in a pastor setting at a lunch, and they broke a tooth. All right? And here's what I know immediately happened. Whatever they had planned that day just got canceled. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And they are dialing 911 closest dentist, right? Because they want to fix that. And Solomon says, man, a faithful man... You're like a broken tooth to the people you love and the people who love you. An unfaithful man. Now that's a thought. That man, when we are unfaithful, we're like a broken tooth in our wife's mouth. A broken tooth in our friend's mouth. A lame foot. 
I mean, that's what we are. And notice it says, who cannot be counted on in times of trouble. Let me tell you what. When trouble comes, either to your life or to the life of one of your friends, they're going to need to turn and look at a faithful man that's going to be, where, be there with them. It's going to fight with them. It's going to stand with them. It's not going to turn it back and walk off. And ultimately, in the times of trouble, it's not going to increase the pain. And so that's what we need to Faithfulness guarantees God's blessings on my life. Unfaithfulness is like a broken tooth or a lame foot to those we love. Here's number four. four reason, fourth reason you and I need to develop faithfulness. Faithfulness prepares us for bigger leadership roles in the kingdom of God. Faithfulness prepares us for bigger leadership roles in the kingdom of God. We talked about... Every one of us guys, up till this morning, this point, this time, we all have a track record. Your track record might be fantastic the last 24 months. Some of you, I look at you, and your, your track record has been probably fantastic the last 24 years. Others, it's still early, so you've had a 24-minute run of good and solid faithfulness. But you know, the beauty of being faithful is it what, it's what prepares us for something bigger. I mean, think about what we just shared a few minutes ago. God called Paul, used Paul to reach the Gentiles. This young guy named Timothy showed up, uh, and, and, and God used him. And finally, when, when Paul wanted to place his best dude, this young faithful guy that showed up with Paul time and time again, guess what? He took Timothy, his son in the faith, put him in, as the pastor in the church in Ephesus. There was another guy early in the ministry who Paul couldn't stand. As a matter of fact, Paul and Barnabas were on a missionary trip. This guy, this kid, uh, you might know his name, uh, he decided he's going home. How many of you know who that guy's name was? John Mark. It was ultimately Mark. I was named after him in the Bible. So in other words, if you think, hey, I got a bigger unfaithful pastor, you can imagine. You know, he's even named unfaithful. No. But you go to the end of Paul's life, what does he say? He says, hey, do me a favor. He said, you know John Mark, who even broke my relationship up with Barnabas? He goes, can you bring him to me? He goes, he's demonstrated himself as faithful. And he goes, I can't imagine anything more than Paul saying, looking in the eyes of John Mark, and say, you know, years ago, on a road to share the gospel, you walked away. And I scoffed and said, you'll never be anything. Barnabas, the encourager, said, no, 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 no. Let's give him another shot. And I wrote you off. And here I am at the end of my life, and I'm asking for John Mark to show up because I know he's faithful. Guys, I don't care if you've been in the race all of your life or if you've been walking the wrong direction. You could show up and be faithful. And when you are, that just prepares you 
for God to do something bigger in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 and 2023 than you can ever imagine. But it starts with simply being faithful. I love what Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, 16, verse 10. He says, Whoever can be trusted in very little things can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with the very little things will also be dishonest with much. Guys, if you feel like God has just given you a little piece of the ministry right now, you be faithful with that little piece. If God's given you a little bit of a calling on your life, you be faithful with that little of a calling. Because if you're faithful with little, God notices. And He's going to know that you can be faithful with much. You know, a lot of times we keep ourselves out of the game because what I've been asked to do just isn't that prominent. We say, you know, I'm going to wait for a bigger role or a bigger space or a bigger ministry or a bigger that. Let me tell you what, you be faithful with little things. God will make sure the bigger things will come. And I'm not just talking about money here. I'm talking about the little things in ministry, the little things in your mind, the little things in your life, just those little things. Here's number five. And this is the best reason of all, guys. I started off, why did I start off with faithfulness? Because a faithful man will be richly blessed here on this earth. But let me tell you something better than being richly blessed here on this earth is being richly blessed for all of eternity in heaven. Because faithfulness, Scripture tells us, will be rewarded in heaven. Here's what it says in Matthew chapter 25. I'm just going to read one verse, verse 21. Then I'm going to tell you the story, but I bet you know the story. Matthew chapter 25, verse 21, Jesus closed and replied. It says, The Master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's eternal happiness. How many of you know that story? That's the story, that's the parable of the wealthy landowner who went away. He gave one guy five talents, one guy two talents, and one guy one talent. Now let me just tell you, you could sit there and go, well, why didn't I get five, or why didn't I get two, or good Lord, why didn't I get one? You remember what happened? The one, one of the guys, the first guy goes out and he takes the talents he has been given and he doubles them. The next guy takes the talents he's been given and he doubles them. The third dude takes the talents he's been given and he buries them. The master says to the first guy, well done, good and faithful service. You took the talents I gave you and you used them for the glory of the kingdom of God. Well done. Come and share in your master's inheritance. The other guy, same thing. Well done. He didn't look at the one guy and say, hey, you know what? That's good that you took your two and turned them into two, but he turned his five into five more. He's way more important. Same words in the original language. The third guy, had he taken the one talent that he had and doubled it and made one more, do you know what he would have heard? Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the eternal joy of your master's happiness. So guys, if you're sitting here and you think you have five talents, you go bury them, 
you won't hear well, well done. Guys, if you kind of think we're, you're, you're kind of like, kind of like the way I see myself, I'm a two-talent guy. I'm not a five-talent guy. How many of you know five-talent guys? Don't they just annoy you? But I'm also not a one-talent dude, right? I mean, those guys are weak. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, don't we sometimes look at five-talent people? Yeah, I'm a baseball guy. I always wanted to be a five-tool athlete. The problem is something happened to my other three tools. You know, uh, that, that's, really, that's really weird. Guys, some of you, we, we look at five-tool athletes or five-tool stars for God, and we get jealous, and we take our two talents and bear them. You know what my job is? And I do. I see myself as a middling two-talenter. My job is to take my two talents and make two more. Guys, there might be some guys in here, and I want you to know I believe you're wrong, but I'm okay with you at least thinking that for right now because it's the beginning of the year. We're going to change that thinking by the end of the year. There's some of you sitting here going, I'm not even a two-talent guy. I'm, I'm jealous of the five-talent guys. I'm jealous of the two-talent guys. I'm a one-talent guy. Hey, guys, use that talent. Go make one more, and you'll hear the end of 2020 well done good and faithful servant let's pray father thank you so much for this day god i pray that that we would be a church filled with men who are richly blessed but god that means we have to be a church filled with men who are faithful men i pray that in 2021 20 god that we'd be those kind of men. Let it start with us. Let it start today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen.